time for the Vintage Truth Podcast with best-selling author and Bible teacher, Jeff Kinley. Oh man, Burr, it's cold. I think we officially have kind of hit the winter season, even though winter is officially not here. It's still cold. Right now it's kind of cold and rainy. But uh, yeah, but it makes me think about the summer. It makes me think about being on a ship, sailing the Caribbean with friends, having a great time, stopping off in Mexico. Wait a minute. That's not a dream. That's going to happen. That's right. It's the Prophecy at Sea cruise. And we're taking a cruise on September the 6th through the 11th. Five-day cruise in the Caribbean. We're stopping at Cozumel and Costa Maya. And it's going to be five days filled with fun and prophecy and five heavyweight prophecy speakers, even though I'm a part of that, right? I still get to call myself a heavyweight because I get to hang out with these guys. But Dr. David Reagan and Billy Crone and Don Perkins and Tom Hughes, these are these are really solid guys. And we're going to have a great time teaching you in the morning and the evening. We're going to be hanging out together uh, over meals and just having a good time. But here's the cool thing. This cruise is so incredibly affordable. And uh, some of you guys have already signed up for it, and it's going to fill up. Uh, it really is. And uh, so if you want to be a part of this, you need to go to prophecyatsea.com. That's prophecyatsea.com. And there's all kinds of information. You can watch videos of the uh, uh, of the ship, and you can get tons of your questions answered, and it's so affordable. And you can even make payments throughout the year. But, uh, hey, come cruise with me, man. It's going to be a great time. And so lots of folks have already signed up and are going to. So get your registration and your deposit in quickly because it is going to, even though it's almost a year away, it's it's going to fill up real quick because of the five of us coming together for this thing. It's kind of a unique lineup, so it'll be fun. Hey, we're going to finish up on the Vintage Truth Podcast today with um, talking about this little series that we've been doing called Fake News and False Prophets in the End Times. And I'm taking this, a lot of this from my, my new book, Uncovering the Secrets of Bible Prophecy. This little book is packed with information, and it's so practical. Every bit of it is practical because, especially at the end, I talk about how in the world does prophecy impact the church today, and how can prophecy be used as a convincing apologetic in the age in which we live? Got a whole chapter on that. All kinds of stuff in that book for you. How to interpret prophecy, how to recognize false teaching, how to develop biblical discernment. I mean, there's so much in that little book, and it's really prophecy for a new generation. So you're going to love it, and uh, it's sold. Uh, every, anywhere books are sold, you can get a copy of it. Uncovering the Secrets of Bible Prophecy, okay? All right, so let's jump into the final uh, little installment of this series uh, that I've been doing. And I was telling you about how in the early church, how fake news and false prophets really kind of inserted themselves, begin to infiltrate into the church, even in its, in its early days. And we talked about some of the, uh, the the different churches there. I won't go through all of them there, but you know, what's really interesting to me is that Paul says that this whole false teacher phenomenon will actually grow worse in the last days. Now, we know that the last days, according to First John, we'll talk about him in a second, but we know that the last days or the last hour, as he puts it as well, is the period between Jesus' first coming and, and his second comings. We know that from 1 John 2, 18. And so we know that that's, that's kind of this broad uh, period of time that we're in. However, like anything, if, for example, 
if you were in a football game, you were playing the last game of the season, that last game of the season will have a last part of the last game, okay? There is a fourth quarter in the last game of the season. And I believe we're living in that fourth quarter. Now, I don't know how long the fourth quarter is, okay? I don't see it. There's no clock. <laughs> There's no clock for us that we can look up and go, oh, look, we've only got 30 seconds left. We don't know that. But I do believe because of what we see, we're seeing happening in the world and the church society around us and, the, and the, just the global chess pieces that are putting, being put into place by God, that we are living in the fourth quarter of the last day. So all that to say, is that Paul points out that in 1 Timothy 4.1, he says, but the Spirit explicitly says. Now, he could have just said, now the Spirit says, and we would go, oh, that's authoritative from God. But Paul added a modifier here. Paul added this word that ramped up the importance of what he's about to say next. And guess what? Paul thought that teaching about the end times was very important. It's so relevant. It's so incredibly relevant. I mean, it's like not teaching your team how to finish the game. Ah, we'll worry, worry about that. That's irrelevant. We're not in the end of the game because it's not irrelevant. What if you are in the end of the game? You're in your two-minute offense. I mean, it's, it's time to ramp it up. Okay, enough sports illustrations. Okay, anyway, so Paul says, but the Spirit explicitly says that in the latter times, some will, def- will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. We're seeing a whole lot of deceitful spirits right now that are misleading the body of Christ. And he says over in 2 Timothy 3, verse 13, he says, but evil men, this is the context of the last days, by the way. He says, but evil men and imposters will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. You see, they're deceiving others, but guess what? A lot of these guys and these women preachers that you see, they believe what they're saying. They really do believe it. So what does that make the average Christian say? Well, I, I don't, I can't criticize them because they're so sincere and they're so nice. And so, deceiving and being deceived. They don't even know that they don't know. Do you get that? Many of these false teachers don't even know that they don't know. And they'll come on television or radio or a podcast like this and speak with great confidence. And they're not even aware of the fact that they themselves have been deceived. I mean, look at what Paul says in, in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 4, verses 4 through 4. He says, preach the word, be ready in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. Why? Verse 3, for the time will come. What's going to happen, Paul? when they will not endure sound doctrine. In other words, I don't want my preacher to get up and preach truth and sound doctrine. I only want a how-to. Give me a how-to. Just give me something, quote-unquote, practical, something I can use for my life. You know, that's good, but it's not where you begin. All of our interaction with God begins with knowledge. It begins with truth, interacting with our minds. And then we process the truth and we begin to understand. Then at the end is the application. I mean, I'm going to take you guys through how to study the Bible like a pro here in a future series. But one of the things you'll learn through that is that you always begin with 
what does the passage say? What does it mean? And then in the end, it's how does it apply to my life? You don't want anyone to tell you how to live without first telling you what the Bible says, okay? That's that's just an infant, uh, infantile way to approach the Christian life. Anyway, all that to say is that Paul says there's going to come a time, and guess what? We're here where they will not endure sound doctrine. They don't want it. But it says, but wanting to have their ears tickled, I don't know what that feels like. I've never had my ears tickled, but it obviously is a metaphor. They will accumulate for themselves what? What will the masses want? It says they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires. So don't tell me anything uncomfortable. Don't, quote unquote, step on my toes. Uh, Don't ruffle my feathers. Don't teach difficult things, uh, things about the Bible that I may have not known before or delve into passages that I'm not really interested in. Don't do that. Don't teach me theology. Don't teach me sound doctrine. Just teach me a little fun message on how to live my life. And he says in verse 4, And they will turn away their ears, turn away their ears from the truth. And they will turn aside to myths. And he's not talking about myths like, oh, let's talk about, you know, Zeus and Apollo or, you know, the Iliad, the Odyssey, or, or, you know, Superman. He's not talking about that. He's talking about myths like things that, that are perceived as being true, but are not true. Principles of life, truth about God, truth about reality. Those are myths, Paul says. And that's going to be one of the marks of the Antichrist is that he's going to spread lies. That's one of the things that he does. He's a master deceiver. And that's one of the ways that that we see that the end times are going to play itself out. Is that, you know, he says in 2 Thessalonians uh, chapter 2, verse 3 says, uh, he's talking about the, the day of the Lord, the end times. Let no one deceive you, for it, the end times, will not come unless the apostasy comes first. And there will be a great apostasy in the very end of the end times, but there will be a ramping up to that in the meantime. So, okay, so these false teachers, he's saying in Second Timothy, they will enjoy popularity among religious crowds. That's one of the signs. There aren't a whole lot of false teachers that are leading a group of 10, okay? I mean... Satan, that's like, that's not a good marketing strategy for, for Satan's, uh, you know, methods. It's like, okay, we got 10 people over here and they're really grooving out on this false teaching. No, no. He loves people that can have a mass appeal that can sell millions of books whose face is recognizable, who has powers of persuasion, who is very charismatic in their presentation. Okay. Okay. So, so that, that really as you know, sort of an introduction. I'm going to blast through this really, really quick here. And, and I know I won't even finish. So, um, but we are going to finish today. First John. John says that we are living in the last hour, said that earlier. And he says that one who is called Antichrist is coming. But John insists that many other Antichrists had already arisen in his day. So 
what is he saying? Well, he's saying that it's not just the Antichrist, but it's a spirit of Antichrist, which is deceiving others and teaching false doctrine that was rising even in John's day. And today we're seeing that surge of apostasy in the church as false teachers have greatly increased within Christendom. He's, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Jeff, why don't you just call out some names right now? Wouldn't that be cool? I could just go, yeah, him, yeah, her. No, I'm not going to do that because I want you to develop biblical discernment on your own so that you can recognize these false teachings and reject them. But John says these antichrist teachers, he says, are proof that we're living in the last hour. He says that they leave the faithful, meaning the church, in terms of the teaching of the church, but he says they leave the faith itself. He says in chapter 2 of 1 John, verses 22 and 26, he says they're liars, they're deceivers. And he says the only way to detect these is to test them, chapter 4 says, verses 2 and 3, to test them, test the spirits. Test against what? Test against what I said in the very beginning, the revelation of God's truth, the unchanging objective standard of God's truth. Now, we won't take time to go into it, but just so you'll know, the entire book of Jude is all about contending for the faith against false teachers. You see, it's not just the job of the Christian apologist, the, the Christian expert, you know, guys like Frank Turek and Robbie Zacharias and, and my friend Bobby Conway and, and um, your pastor or, or someone like a Ken Ham who's talking out, you know, against the lies of our generation. It's not just their job to do this to be defenders of the faith. It's your job. And it tells us in that, in that book that these men and women creep in unnoticed. And he says that you and I are to contend for the faith once and for all delivered to the saints. It's the old truth of God. It's the, oh yeah, the vintage truth. And there's so much more. Well, real quickly, um, what about today's counterfeits? How do, how do we spot them real quickly in the few minutes we have left? Well, we, we, we see false teachers in the early church. We see it in the, in the church at the end of the first century in the book of Revelation. It's one of the reasons why God wrote Revelation, by the way, um, to combat this first century phenomenon. But what about today? Well, some of these teachers today are really ambassadors of another gospel altogether. And what they do, they, many of them draw their truth their, their truth, their teaching, their ministry as sort of a collage or a mosaic or a, a mashup of the Bible, self-help philosophy, the power of positive thinking, and occasionally they'll throw in some good old-fashioned voodoo. You know, just here's a voodoo trick and try that. And there's a lot of that out there today. There are people that say if you if you draw a circle around yourself and stand inside the circle and pray then something special will happen that's not christianity my friend that's voodoo that's that's like an incantation why don't you just go get an you know eye of newt and you know tail of scorpion and put that in a pot and boil it or something and then pray well it's not gonna make your prayers any better that's hocus pocus okay it's it's akin to witchcraft so these guys are just taking stuff from the world and throwing and mixing it up in a pot with the Bible and teaching it. And some of them are making millions. So 
the end result is that sadly the vast majority of the church today isn't engaging God's word. And so that's why they're so susceptible to reading books and hearing preachers. So say, Jeff, how do I do? Okay, so here's the key. The key to separating truth from almost truth or truth from error is found in possessing biblical knowledge and discernment and maturity. Do you get that? Biblical knowledge, discernment, and maturity. And I'll show you how to do that in the book, Uncovering the Secrets of Bible Prophecy. So therefore, we don't naively and blindly accept every preacher, teacher, author, lecturer, apologist, and pastor promoted by a denomination that we go to. Well, that's my denomination, so I trust them, or my church even, sometimes. Or an organiza- Christian organization, or a Christian publisher, or a Christian bookstore, or a Christian band. Are they singing the truth, really? So instead, God wants us to examine their teachings. Now, we're not called to judge their hearts. We're not called to go on witch hunts. We're just simply called to discern. Discernment is a statement of the truth, not a judgment of the heart, okay? So we're not judging them. But Jesus, Paul, and John give us the keys. Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruits, Matthew 7, 20. Paul warned, be on the alert for these guys, Acts 20, verse 3. And John said, test the spirits, 1 John 4, 1. And that's why exactly why James said, let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, knowing that as such you will incur a stricter judgment. So those are some of the basic principles for how we begin to, uh, to discern. And I, and I gave you an, give you an entire list of the book, a huge list of diagnostic questions about these are the things you can ask about a teaching or a teacher that will help you understand whether or not it's sound doctrine. And there's so much more we could say about this, but just watch what they're saying about truth, about the Bible, about God, about the Christian life, about how to connect with God, about how to enjoy God, how to, how to grow as a Christian. What are they saying about prayer, about heaven, about hell? Watch out because Satan's servants are imposters. They're phonies. They're pretenders. They're quacks. They're like the old snake oil salesman of the old West. Because, see, false teachers ultimately want what their master once wanted in heaven, power and adulation, power and worship. And it comes to a lot of these people. They seek glory for themselves. And I believe this false teaching will only increase as we keep traveling towards revelation in time. So fake news and false prophets. I hope that gives you a, a good basis from which to build off of. And again, there's so much more in the book, Uncovering the Secrets of Bible Prophecy. I really want you to have a copy. I'd love to, to sign a copy for you if that's possible and uh, get that into your hands. So uh, if you uh, sign up for my email newsletter, which I, I send out about once a month, uh, then I'm going to send you shortly a free ebook called By Faith the rugged adventure of following God. And I put together this ebook, especially for those people who are part of this tribe uh, on online with me. And um, I'm in the final process of editing it, putting it together, and I'm going to be sending it out free to you uh, so you can read it on your iPad or your Kindle or whatever device you particularly have. It's called By Faith. And you can sign up by going to jeffkinley.com 
Look in the right-hand column. It says sign up for my newsletter. It's very easy to do. I won't spam you, and I'll give you some great info uh, every month for your Christian life. Hey, that's all for the Vintage Truth Podcast this time. We're going to be talking about is America in Bible prophecy? Maybe. You'll find out in the next several podcasts. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Vintage Truth Podcast. Please subscribe and share with a friend. For more about Jeff's ministry, go to jeffkinley.com.